This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Kinyokahage Nation in Chochage, also known as Montreal, Quebec. The original lands of many First Nations, including the Kinyokahage of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, Huron-Wenda, Abenaki, and Anishinaabe. When we engage with technology that has only been made possible because of colonial motives, it's extremely important for each of us to reflect on our own presence within these digital spaces, like on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you're listening to this right now. We can reflect on the power relations that exist within applications like these that make it so that certain interests are being catered to, that certain populations are being advertised to, And in this, we can also see the populations that are being excluded, alienated, or even completely ignored. In advertisements, in accessibility, motives, content, in all of these things, we can see the underlying forces of colonialism working to exploit certain populations while serving others. We can also think about the digital division that exists between those of us who have access to high-speed internet that allows us to use these applications and those who don't. And remembering that this is no accident. To learn what land you're on, go to native-land.ca. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you. So excited to be here. Very just all around excited. Today is a bit of a gloomy day, but I'm feeling good. I worked this morning. I work at like a little French bakery pastry cafe. So I made a lot of lattes, served a lot of croissants, and yeah, I'm just feeling nice and cozy and ready to talk about today's theme, which is romanticizing your life. I'm especially excited for this one because I wish that this conversation had been more open when I was a teenager because I went through a big, 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 hard, difficult phase of the kind of over-romanticism of my life and sort of disconnecting from reality because of this projected fantasy that I was creating about life, specifically on social media, which I'm going to get into. But to sort of give you like a rundown of the themes that I'm going to be talking about. So romanticization of life, main character syndrome, being that girl, disconnection from reality, social media performativity, and authenticity versus performance. So we got a lot to talk about. So let's dive right in. I want to start with main character syndrome um, because I think that this is a good sort of starter to this conversation since this has been such a huge part of social media discourse within. I feel like the past like year, maybe two years, I think that a big part of it has been TikTok and also YouTube and also Instagram. I feel like those are like the top three in terms of danger, 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 social media kind of like trend setting apps. Um, So basically main character syndrome, not an actual syndrome. (laughs) It's not like an official term, but it's been popularized by social media within the past like year or so, maybe two years. And it basically just refers to the idea that you see your life as a movie and yourself as the main character. And it's sort of like seeing La Viejo's life through rose-colored glasses kind of thing. And you see yourself as the center, the center of everything. 
And just to sum it up, this kind of just results in the filtering of experiences and feelings and thoughts and kind of just existence for the sake of appealing to the romance of life. Because it means that we're not living truly authentically to ourselves because we start filtering everything in order to appear to be the most romantic or attractive or aesthetically pleasing version of ourselves. And this whole idea of your life being a movie and you being the main character... I don't know. I like, I really just think it kind of encourages navel gazing and self absorption, but it's like disguised as self love and confidence, which might be kind of a hot take. I don't know. I don't know. Because like, I think that, I mean, I'm going to get into this later more on like my thoughts on romanticism, um, because I think that a good, healthy, perception of yourself and of your life as romantic is really wonderful and can be really transformative but I think that this narrative of like seeing your life as a movie and yourself as the main character really just kind of creates this excuse for you to make everything about you and to like I don't know I I, I have mixed feelings about it but I feel pretty strongly that it is encouraged by social media because as we know social media is obsessed with image and is obsessed with self-absorption and with egocentrism and the way that romanticization has been warped by social media means that it's no longer about our own perception of our life and of ourselves but more about curating a life for others to consume and I'm going to elaborate on this in a minute, but I just want to say a few more points before I jump into social media. Basically, why I'm feeling so strongly about the dangers of romanticism, specifically like over-romanticism of life, is that romanticizing something excessively, like specific aspects of your life, like your morning routine or your outfits or you and your relationships... It just leads to over-idealization, which then transforms something or someone into less real, less authentic, less honest. It's the same kind of thing for over-romanticizing a partner or a person in your life, because it just means that you're projecting fantasies and these romantic ideas onto a person, which creates a really dangerous power dynamic, and it's turning this person or this thing into an idea an object rather than a real life multidimensional human or experience. And I think that we do this a lot. I think that it can be really subtle sometimes of projecting our own ideas of how, for example, a partner should be or should look or should act because we think that we are the center of everything and that we can kind of like decide how other people in our life respond or react to us because of these fantasies that we've curated in our minds. And a lot of this is perpetuated by social media discourse and this sort of idea that your partner needs to be this amazing human that does everything you want them to and that they react the way that you want them to every time you're in a conflict or they read your mind. All of this stuff that is incredibly stupid, (laughs) can I say that, to project onto one person. And I remember we sort of talked about this in the polyamory episode a while back with Kat and with Hannah about projecting your ideas of partnership and of love onto somebody else and why this is so dangerous because it means that we're failing to take accountability for our own reactions and our own responses to something and it means that we're sort of like micromanaging people in our lives which is really unfair and it robs them of their own agency and accountability and their right to choose how they react to something and when we're talking about romanticizing life or romanticizing experiences it's sort of the same thing obviously we're not we're not necessarily talking about a person here 
but projecting fantasies onto something such as an experience or an event or a memory or potentially like a future sort of fantasy imagination type thing we're robbing that memory or that experience of being truly just itself of being honest of being a real authentic multi-dimensional experience instead of this fantastical idea that we've made up in our head about how we think life should go a little bit of romanticism is wonderful and it can be a really beautiful way to connect deeper to yourself and to life But overdoing it creates a really fuzzy and inauthentic representation of what's right in front of us. And now I'm going to talk about social media and sort of how this all connects back to these ideas that I've been introducing. So the rise of social media, particularly Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, which I referenced earlier, the rise of this kind of social media has fueled the narrative of romanticizing your life. The way that we use social media as a platform for perfectly curating a specific aesthetic and persona for ourselves is essentially the virtual manifestation of over-romanticism. We're left surrounded by profiles that are so specifically curated to individual people's apparent lives that we are convinced that these are real representations of real life. And they're not. There's this huge phenomena of having your online life or your online persona be curated in such a way that it sort of looks effortlessly aesthetic. Like the pictures of the videos look so simple and effortless, yet they're so flawless. So we know that time went into making them look the way they do without perfect lighting and beautiful tones and everything that makes it so pleasing to the eye. But we still perceive these pictures and videos as effortless as real. This is a huge thing in terms of trends like the one we've seen over the past like year or so. I'm thinking of the that girl routine, the sort of like waking up to a perfectly lit sunny room, drinking lemon water, doing yoga or like doing a workout, journaling. I'm sure we've all seen these videos and it's trends like these that perpetuate the idea of curating An aesthetic life for yourself is somehow more important than actually living your life happily and authentically, which arguably can't happen if you're excessively posting about your that girl morning routine on social media every week. There's this sneaky, almost insidious nature existing within trends like the that girl routine that over-romanticize life and lead us to internalizing ideas about prioritizing aesthetics above real joy and real authenticity. And like, don't get me wrong, I love a good aesthetically pleasing coffee or journal page, but I've felt the repercussions of falling into the mindset of feeling the need to post about these things because of their aesthetic value. Like, if they don't know that I drank lemon water this morning, does it even count? Am I even still cool? Am I even still that girl? And there's so many more layers to this, like having to do with performativity and the sort of disappearance of privacy in the new age of social media, which I think would be a really interesting topic to have as a whole separate episode. But basically the point I'm trying to get across here is that when what we value becomes dependent on others' consumption of our curated lives on social media, we need to take a step back and see what's going on how we dug ourselves into this hole and how the fuck do we get out i think a really interesting conversation to have is this one of authenticity versus performance sort of where is the line drawn how can we differentiate between the two is it always obvious or can it be subtle and i kind of just want to share what i've come to in terms of understanding authenticity and understanding performance in my own life 
And I think it really just comes down to my own perception of my relationship to the rest of the world, whether it's on social media or in my friend circles, in my relationships, whatever it is. And I I had this realization a little while ago, I guess a, a while ago now, I don't exactly know when, about authenticity. And I think I've come to the conclusion that you know that you're living authentically and simply just living and being and not performing when you don't feel the need to share that you're being authentic. I remember I went through a really big phase in my teenage years of kind of always slash most of the time feeling the need to perform authenticity online as if to prove to others that I was being genuine and real and raw even though I was spending like 10 minutes editing each photo that I posted. And then if I didn't like the way it looked on my feed, I would like delete it. And now I know looking back that I was really just trying to prove to myself that I was somehow being genuine and real and raw. I was trying to convince myself that I was being authentic, even though I knew deep down that I wasn't. It wasn't so much that I was trying to prove to other people. It was this sort of internal thing going on that I can only see now that I'm far away from that phase of my life and I have so much more experience of understanding who I am truly authentically and not as this sort of like projection of who I thought I needed to be on social media and like I'll occasionally find myself slipping back into the habit of wanting to post a picture of my pretty breakfast or my cup of matcha or whatever it is but I've noticed that the only times that I feel those kind of nudges are when I'm feeling insecure or like I need some kind of external validation And that's when I know I need to check in with myself and ask myself why I'm feeling like I need to perform this perfect idealized version of my life that is most certainly not full of only pretty cups of tea and sunny mornings and lemon water. (laughs) Connecting to reality by disconnecting from the idea that reality needs to always be romantic is really the best step you can take in order to really see life as authentically romantic as it is, as romantically authentic, authentically romantic. I I guess what I'm trying, the, the thing I'm trying to say is that if you stop feeling the need to see life as entirely romantic the way that we see it on social media and just see it for the way it is romantic in all the tiny little ways, then you're winning. I'm naturally a really romantic person and I love to see the magic in things. And that's where I think distinguishing toxic versus healthy romanticization of life is important because I do believe that romanticizing life can be extremely transformational and really beautiful, like noticing the flowers growing between sidewalk cracks and appreciating the process of making your cup of tea when you first wake up and seeing a rainy day as an opportunity to read a book and cozy up in your blankets and having that be the best decision of your life. These are really precious bits of life that I think are extremely important to see as romantic. And there are so many more. Life is full of billions and billions of tiny slivers of romance. And choosing to see them is an act of self-love. But I think we have to make sure that we aren't allowing this romanticization to take over our lives in unhealthy ways. We have to make sure we are seeing reality and not a projected idea of fantasy. I want to quickly come back to the idea of like your life being a movie and you being the main character because I feel like I didn't say enough about it, but I really don't like this narrative. I'm going to tell you why. Your life is not a movie and you're not the main character. It's real life. Stop and look around and maybe notice that you're not the only person existing in this very complicated, very messy thing that is life. 
I think that seeing life as a movie and yourself as the main character is a really damaging narrative because it disguises itself as this like radical act of self-love when really it's kind of just centering yourself in every situation, which I don't think is right either. I feel like it really limits empathy and it limits compassion and it makes us a lot more egocentric than we should be in my opinion. But then again, (laughs) we are very, very good at being egocentric and we're very, very good at making ourselves the center of everything. God knows I am, but I don't think that we should be encouraging each other to be doing this and disguising it as some kind of radical self-love because that's not what it is. And especially when the center of this is social media. Social media is not where you will find the answer to self-love. Let me just tell you that. It can definitely like maybe help. I think that at least for me anyway, I've found some helpful tools on certain Instagram accounts that promote self-reflection or journaling ideas or prompts or whatever it is, or even like inspiring like body positivity accounts, which... Eh, I also have mixed feelings about, but that's for another episode. Like, I think that social media can be used as a tool sometimes to find ways to better our relationship to ourselves, but I really don't think that it should be where we're getting our answers on how to love ourselves. I really don't think that that's where we should go, and I think that it's easy to think that maybe that is the answer if you just, like, watch videos and take notes when your favorite YouTuber is talking about how they came to love themselves. I think that just doing that and blindly trusting that social media is going to give you the answers to somehow fix your relationship to yourself, that can be really damaging because once again, social media is not reality and I don't think that we should trust it as much as we do. This includes me, like 100%. I I'm very guilty of trusting social media way too much and this has resulted in big, big messes (laughs) for me and my identity for sure. And it's complicated. It's really complicated and I do not have any answers for you, but I just kind of like, yeah, I just want to open up the conversation and push back a little bit on these narratives that have become so widespread about seeing ourselves as the main character and our life as a movie and... Yeah, I just I just want to push back on it a little bit because I don't think that it's as radical as people think it is. I feel like I've rambled on for long enough. Again, I always feel like there's more to say, but I'm going to leave it at that for today. I'm really excited to hear some of your thoughts on this because I feel like maybe I said some potentially controversial things that people might not be happy with. But I don't know, I'm, I'm always down to hear another opinion and my opinions change literally all the time. I was just saying to a friend the other day that listening back to episodes that I did when I like first started this podcast or even ones that I did like I don't know like two months ago I'll listen back and I'll be like huh I actually feel quite differently about that now so again yeah just to say we're multi-dimensional we're not one molded perfect version of ourselves that we project onto other people we have a lot of layers I'm going to head out. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to connect on Instagram, you can always message me at thelily.pod. And yeah, we'd love to have you as part of this little circle of fun on the internet. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you next time.